Good morning. Today's WGO podcast. Uh, talking more about Democracy and Chains, a book that I'm listening to by Nancy McLean. And it's uh, subtitles A Deep History into the um, to the right's stealth plan for America. And really, in a nutshell, it, it traces the roots back to a, a gentleman named John Buchanan, who originally, I believe, taught at Virginia Tech. And then in the uh, late 50s, early 60s, I believe, he moved to George Mason University, which was then in a, literally in a shopping mall with like 100 students. Um, it was nothing, and it was uh, it was described as uh, farmland that tobacco had rendered kind of useless for agriculture, and it had become dairyland. Of course, I lived in the Mid-Atlantic region for a long time, and if tobacco ruined the soil at one point, I have a hard time believing that soil is ruined now, because that area looks lush with vegetation. But, that's beside the point. The the point was that the John Buchanan and his team of, of economists set up first at Virginia Tech, or what became to be known as Virginia Tech, and then went over to George Mason, which really didn't start its rapid expansion and attracting millions and millions of dollars uh, until the 80s. That's funny, I used to go to concerts at George Mason University. I used to have a, an arena there called the Patriot Center. We used to just park in this, you know, nice little college campus out of Fairfax, Virginia. And we saw Queens Reich there and this local band from Baltimore that was big called Kicks. We saw them many times there. A couple other shows, I just don't recall off the top of my head, but it's interesting. It's like here's this hotbed of right-wing economic political movement. And here I was as a youngster in my 20s, early 20s. Actually, then I was probably like 19. 18, 19, 20, 21, somewhere around there. It had to be that four-year strand because after that in fact, it was that Queensreg show where I kind of quit partying for years. Uh, think back on it. It was that night because we couldn't get, we were, we were definitely under 21 because we couldn't get beer that night. And I remember saying, ah, fuck it. I don't need it. <laughs> Didn't drink for years. Anyway, um, Yeah, I had no idea that George Mason University had become was was the the original location where some of the the things that are playing out today started. And long story short, it is wealthy interest groups, extreme extreme wealth business and industry groups as well, but individuals in many cases, perceive government as a threat, and they perceive democracy 
as a threat in that it just grows government. It inevitably, people want government to do more and more and more, and they vote that in, and they always have better, higher numbers. So the idea is, be, is, 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 you know, affect democracy in such a way that they preserve their self-interest. And they even <clears throat> were attacking things like Social Security and Medicaid Medicare, the things for the, for, that most, most Americans feel like they want, especially towards the end of their lives. And a lot of times these groups would go after what they would call welfare queens and things like that, not realizing that the bulk of the spending is not on those, those demographics but instead actually affect every American, certainly the vast majority of Americans that will need Social Security as they get older. So in short, this, this group wants to further entrench their interest in government and affect things in such a way that they can't be threatened, that they can't be challenged, that they cannot be inconvenienced, with the regulations or any kind of rules. And it's it's not for the betterment of, of humanity. It's for the betterment of themselves. Your life will continue to get harder in, in this world. You being the general, you know, 98% of humanity. You will be paycheck to paycheck. And some will be more frugal than others, will have a little bit for retirement, but most would have nothing or very little. <clears throat> this is not the world we want. It's not the world we want. Now, on the other side, to be fair, are a bunch of pain in the asses. Are a bunch of big government make a mud fucking mess of everything, can't get shit done, always an excuse, always this, always that, another study, another action group, another blah, blah, blah. So it's a legitimate threat to getting shit done. always has been and any group of vested interest folks that manage to get to the top of a heap now eventually will go after democracies because they know that the majority of the folks don't have it that way so the majority would start to vote and things so they get more So the important takeaway is that the things you dig in on, the things that you may have hatred or anger towards others about, the things that you may vote about are probably not understood by you. You probably have not done enough, you probably have not stepped out of your bubble enough, whatever bubble you're in, left or right, to do some research and understand that you probably feel the way you do because it was you're, you, it was planted in you by design. For example, I just turned the, the book off. They're talking about how by design they realized early on that no one would 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 want to get rid of Social Security. Everybody wants it. So what they do, what they've done, that's a strategy is sow seeds of doubt in the form of, oh, it's insolvent, or, oh, it won't be there for you when you get older, or, oh, 
the country cannot afford that, or this or that or the other. And it lessens it lessens the blow of it being reduced or taken away from you. Because you start looking at it, well, it wasn't it wasn't there anyway. That's by design. According to this book, that was by design. And it was and people like Charles Koch were involved early in funding things like John Buchanan's economics group and the and the other think tanks associated with it, such as um, they mentioned Heritage Foundation and Cato Institute, but there's others. So they have these think tanks that seem like they're just you know have a glossy sheen to them. I myself, you know used to want to work at one of these things. They seem prestigious, the place to be. <laughs> so, a lot of times it's dark money. Dark money gets into these places and they choose who's going to work there based on their ideology and they uh, put forth talking points or promote, you know, put more money and more resources on things that they agree with or will benefit them. So it is really complicated. On one hand, you have ultra-rich, ultra-powerful groups that know that they are threatened by the nature of democracy, that, that most folks do not have the wealth and power that they have, and will be able to, through the democratic process, vote vote in things that will take more from the rich and distribute it to everybody else um, and create regulation and red tape and bureaucracy that gets in their way of getting anything done. So that's one side. The other side is become self-serving bureaucracies that, that do create various prisons for everybody in the form of more schooling, for example. You know, it's schooling should be separate. The word schooling and school should be separated from the idea of being educated and being wise and being a smart, hard worker and being an entrepreneur and being a doer. We need to, we need to break that, that association. Because school to me now is big government and it's the ugly kind. It's not the kind that leads like a beacon or a, or a lighthouse or a... Or a a resource that people can tap into to gain a little strength or clarity on something. No. It becomes another gauntlet piece. A game. And what happens is certain personality types can filter through that or certain people that are being raised a certain way will succeed in that gauntlet and everyone else just kind of hangs out and learns to be passive, learns bad habits, learns to shut down, learns to give up, and then they just go out and fucking get, get a job, get a job, basically just slave, stupid slave labor at that point. I have a problem with that. <laughs> and you should too. It's not good for you. So, um, so yeah, you've got the ultra-rich and they're, vest they're trying to preserve their power and, and grip on things. And you've got this other side that becomes a salvating big state you know, 
control everything through regulations or laws or little tricks, little games, little fucking forms, little permits, environmental studies, this, that, and the other. And, and it all hides under a sheen of do-gooderism. And I, well, like, for example, you, got, you can't build a road, let's say, because you've got to do an environmental impact study. But we need the road. Yeah, but the environment matters. Of course the environment matters, but we need the road. We need the road today, not 10 years from now, not 20 years from now. Yeah, but what about the, we need the road today. Instead of things along the lines of, we need the road today. Okay, how can we do it where we don't affect the blah, blah, blah? Oh, we can go under the ground, or we can go over, or we can have this, or we can have that. Oh, okay, let's get that done now. It's just always bullshit, and nothing gets done. And I think other societies have shown over time what happens is, I think that it probably explains a lot of the just the crumbling nature of other other countries. You know, like a lot of parts of the world, you'll see that it was a thing, and now it kind of looks like a dusty outpost now, or kind of a broken shell of its former self. I think that's what happens. You lose momentum. The masses start to run things, and they just entrench bureaucracy. And you have this cream that that's, become, that's self-serving, that's in the bureaucracy, that has a good life, and everybody else just has a shittier life in perpetuity. It just gets shittier and shittier. I think that's a pretty good way to look at it. So. That's what it is. I think it's been like this for quite a, quite a while. Sorry, I had to get get distracted with driving. So, in short, find find some books. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. Find some books, challenge your assumptions, and start operating with the assumption that that it's all bullshit out here, folks. And it, it, a lot of what we are being sold or, or talked about or being pushed towards, it, it, it's been shaped by somebody that has a lot more power, a lot more money than you do. And, and, they're, and, they're, and they're not in it for you, they're in it for themselves. And they, they do very clever techniques and, and, and stuff because they know they can't win just telling you the truth. So it's, it's always hidden behind a shroud of something or a sheen of do-gooderism on the left or a, or a you know, you can't afford it, or it's them, or they're trying to get one over you, over, over on you, on the right. It's never cut and dry. I'm sure everybody on the left and right agrees that you know we can't handle the truth in a lot of ways. That's why I want to put forth what we want out of the deal. And I'll keep saying it over and over again. If we, if we quantify and put numbers in black and white, what it is we, the people, want out of the deal, and it starts with things like an American middle-class lifestyle for everybody with plenty of money sloshing around so you can save and plenty of money sloshing around so you can do things every day, like the coffees and the this and the that, and doing shit with your kids and your family and your wife or your husband, traveling so you can keep a good perspective of the world and a spirit of brotherhood globally, 
are running the opposite direction now. Everybody feels threatened right now. Getting lockdowns. You know, I don't I don't watch the news right now. I kind of I kind of distill it out of the various things on my phone and you know, I, I subscribed to the Economist magazine recently and attempted to get through a couple episodes this uh, issues this weekend and my god, I just don't have time for it. And it's written in such a way, it's just I feel like I already know most of that shit. Not trying to be a egotist, but I just feel like that's stuff I know already. And I don't even agree with some of it. It's just not, it's just not, I think it's out of touch a little bit right now. I'll give you an example. I looked at economists, what, what, what made me think of it, with these lockdowns. I thought it was very disturbing that countries like the Philippines, under that guy Duterte, who just sucks and goes out and kills drug people. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. That guy. That's what we need. More <clears throat> angry, crazy, you know, killers with guns going out finding people to, to kill to gain support from people who are too stupid to fucking see their own bullshit. Yeah, kill them drug dealers, kill them. Instead of just fucking legalizing everything and telling people how, just keeping very clear on a note card why it's not a great idea to do drugs. And always having a handout uh, for anybody who needs to, to to get back, to come back, and it maybe went down that road for whatever stupid reason. But if you solve the economic problem, again, the American middle class lifestyle for everybody, you're not going to have people gravitating towards drug abuse. It's just not going to happen. And if you legalize it, you're not going to have heavily armed gangs taking over entire countries, causing migration problems in the, in the Western Hemisphere in particular. Not going to have that problem. You defund the cartels, these dangerous motherfuckers. See, nobody wants to really do it because I think people benefit from it like that. You benefit from it on this side because you can lock up people whenever the fuck you want. you got this massive prison industry. Plenty of police willing to do this kind of work. Jackbooted thugs, if you will. Not trying to paint all the police that way, but, but it can become that way easily. But you have to watch that shit. It could easily be you that's hunted. It could easily be you that gets thrown into prison. Oh, I don't like the way you talk. I'm going to lock you up. Oh, I found drugs. And, and the neighbor's like, yes, he was doing drugs. Put you in jail. <laughs> oh, fuck all that. It's all bullshit. It's all just power tripping and bullying people and violence craziness. can't believe you guys support that. You're fucking lame as shit. Wake up. It's all about bullies running buckshot over the rest of the fucking tribe and the herd. That's all it ever is. It's just got a sheen to it. It's for the environment. It's for your going good. It's for your health. It's for their children. <clears throat> it's for your morality. bad for the environment. You sold down the river on this stuff and you support it and at the end of the day it's a bunch of willing participants for a salary to plug into a system that once you're once you're in it you can't get out of it forever. <clears throat> you're marred digitally with <clears throat> whatever they said you did and they put you in a damn building, a concrete building that you're not going to get out of with a bunch of other fucking crazy people 
and you gotta just deal with that. That's what can happen, man. That's what can happen. Fuck all that. Left and the right. Fuck all that. Democracy is in chains. It's an apt title. Dark money. It's another great title. Those are real things. But it doesn't mean by calling out the shit on the right and how it is being shaped, manipulated, and you know hijacked. So that, that you know the, the republic. I used to say the Republican Party was the most ripe to be hijacked, meaning it's the most capable by the nature of what it is to radically change and be something really cool for people. What I didn't see until I did some digging was that it's already been hijacked. That's exactly what these people did. That's exactly what they did. They dumped dark money and they realized that the democracy was a threat because it, the people will just vote in their interest and it, their interest by definition means less for them and less control for them. So it does put democracy in chains. And that, those are the main things that are driving the Republican Party. You know, you, you hear things like Newt Gingrich, you know, what, what do you say, contract with America. You know, he's trying to attack big government. And it was sold and packaged on talk radio in such a way that a lot of people, including myself in my early 20s, we think we liked it. But now as I've gotten older and I've tried a lot of stuff, I've had a lot of, a lot of luck and a lot of success, I think I just see this as all just a fundamental economic problem. We take the economic reality as a given. We assume it cannot be changed. And it is not stacked in our favor at all. And there are many ways people can, quote, do something about it. But if you really want to solve the problem, you have to lay out that vision. And you have to sell it. You have to sell the vision to the people that would benefit by the vision. And hopefully, they won't be too indoctrinated by their own bullshit. And they can see it. And they, and they can help support it. Because then, you've got, you've got some magic there. <coughs> you want to get into the Constitution. You want to get into that level. You want you want to see if the Constitution, the way it's written now, has enough stop gaps and, and and circuit breakers to prevent the tyranny of either the majority or the tyranny of the fucking big government, or the tyranny of the elite. I think it's a false choice to have to choose one or the other as it's presented presented to us today. Instead, we got to sneak up. We've got to come in there and say, no, 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 this is what we're going to do. And if there's enough of us saying, no, no, this is what we're going to do, and it's painfully clear, and it's on a note card, or a piece of paper, it's a one-page thing, it's very clear, and it's not what, I know AOC went, ran that new uh, congresswoman, she ran 
a one-page uh, thing when she went on a campaign. Everybody think, I, I like her, because she's cute and everything like that. But no, 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 I'm not talking about that bullshit. That's just, she's just like the Koch brothers equivalent on the left. Somebody's paying for her shit. It sounds good. On paper, it sounds good. But I didn't see anything in there about what I'm presenting for us, which is the American middle class lifestyle for all. And doing the work, us doing the work, us, not them, not waiting for them, us doing the work, the entrepreneurial work, the engineering work, the scientific work, the legislative work, the business work, to shave those zeros off of that lifestyle and create those price points where we can have that life regardless of what all these other motherfuckers do. That's the way out of this. And then we turn right around and use this bandwidth because we'll have to work less to produce a lot, lot more and the numbers will work. We use the bandwidth to then do whatever we, the tribe, humanity, 98%, thinks we want to take on next. And we don't worry about what everybody else is doing. We don't worry about whatever the big broke-ass fucking bankrupt governments are doing, the big government today, the left, if you will. And we don't worry about what all the fucking distrustful, hidden, ultra-rich right do. I don't give a shit. Let's not focus on that right now. Don't make them all feel threatened. They'll come after you. That's what COVID's becoming in my mind. It's like... It's, it's a way to do lockdowns, to prevent people from, from, from getting out and traveling in the world. Everybody becomes scared. Everybody believes that this is the thing to do because they've been sold a lie about COVID. And the nasty, dark, scary nature of these COVID things is that Oh, you know, oh, you don't you don't believe our narrative? We'll find a way to give you said fucking thing. It's awful. So so sinister, but it's so within the realm of possibility. So if we furiously work and furiously create the world that we want, and don't waste any time going after what's been done, just let it go. then we might create a way, a path forward for ourselves. We might. And if we don't, oh well, we weren't doing anything anyway. All right, I'm going to leave it there. Try not to make these as long-winded. I need your support. Please support the podcast if you can. Please look for the book Humanomics. Get a copy when you can, when it comes out. And please look for some other things coming your way. I've got to keep this in a short box. Probably going to be trading a lot of time for uh, for a salary here soon, like you. I probably have to do that because this isn't paying the bills. And that's okay. I'm going to do it anyway. And I like, I like that saying, uh, no one cares, work harder. Uh, I'm, I'm committed to that. You know, I'll just make it... Make it Make it a thing that we all can't live without, that we all need. You do that, you do it right, keep going, it'll work out one way or the other. It may not work out economically, but it'll work out, and that's okay. 
I'm cool with that. And I've also got some new challenges that, that I need to do and um, I can't think in terms of monetization. I'm, I, gotta, I gotta think in terms of solving problems and I need to solve the problem of my twins not walking. So that's something I need to be putting some bandwidth on. So I need to have my podcast be more, more effective, more concise, more relevant than ever, more interesting, more entertaining, I hope for you, than ever. But I need to fit in a, in a ever more compressed time slot. There'll be long episodes. I'm going to have another science episode this week with Manny We're from the Starfield in Pennsylvania. We're going to do uh, more science talk. We're going to explore. Uh, the first industry, industry that I want to explore is going to be the, uh, the energy, energy industry. Basically, we're going to pick up where the great Daniel Jurgen left off. We're going to, for those of you that don't know Daniel Jurgen, I suggest, strongly suggest, you fucking quit talking about what the left and the right and Twitter said and your stupid fucking Facebook phone. And I highly suggest you read something called The Prize by Daniel Jurgen. It's a history of the oil and energy industry. He's updated it a couple times, I believe. And it's a fascinating piece. And if you don't know that, you don't know shit about energy. So just shut stuff it. I'm tired of you people ranting and raving about shit you don't know anything about. Getting in people's face about shit. Looking for a fucking war. Looking for a fight. So when we get into the industry deep dives, we're gonna pick up where try to get you guys up to speed, because I know you're too fucking lazy to go read the book, too fucking lazy to do the audible. Sorry, you know, you you are. Most of you. I've gotten some feedback about that too. Why you attack your listener? Why you why you uh belittle and attack your listener and call them motherfuckers and stuff? Because we are motherfuckers. All of us are motherfuckers. It requires like eternal vigilance to not become a motherfucker. When you think I don't think, consider myself to be said motherfucker? One of the worst ones I know some days. Tony, it's not easy to try to stay semi-intelligent about shit and try to filter through the trash and the bullshit to have any kind of fucking wisdom at all. It's, it's, it's an eternal battle. I'm going to try to get you up to speed with Daniel Jurgen because I know you're not going to read it. Daniel Jurgen, that, lev- that level, or, or, or let's say he's the icon of that level of expertise in that particular industry that I want to be at myself. And I think you need to be at to speak intelligently and think intelligently about energy and what it takes to keep the world going. I'm not going to waste time on those of you who want to go off the grid because you can go do that if you want. But that's not really going to work out for the rest of us because we like our lights and our fucking heat and our goddamn transports. So we're not going to waste time on that bullshit. We're going to figure it out. To figure it out, you got to have Daniel Jurgen level knowledge of stuff. And then we're going to go from there. We're going to push the why can't we have the fusion.
And, and I'm more and more suspecting that the nature of how we do create engineers and science scientists today in 2020 is that we make it harder for people to get in the game. Like we 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 cordon it off, so things just are starting to get slower. There's more bullshit involved, more red tape involved. So I think if we if we get everybody to the frontier of where it's at, and we try to express the the limitations of where we're at today, then maybe maybe we can start to move in that ball a little faster, or or pivot away from it. If it's just not going to work out, we can pivot away from it quicker, fail quicker. <sighs> Both work. So that's what we're going to do. That's what's coming up. More science talks, those talks go a little longer. Some of the daily daily ones get a little more compressed to get more stuff done that needs to be needs immediate attention. You know, immediate attention needs to be on the family income. Immediate attention needs to be on getting my my, my twins uh, that have cerebral palsy to walk. And that I'll say that another thing. I've got a, I've caught myself a couple times explaining my twins and, and explaining my, they have CP and I feel shame for a minute for bringing it up but whenever I mention cerebral palsy on the podcast or anywhere really please understand that what I'm doing is I'm sharing the awareness of cerebral palsy because I didn't know what it even was before it affected me it's brain damage guys it's something happened in a pregnancy Often it creates oxygen deprivation. There may be other ways to, to get what's classified as cerebral palsy, but it's brain damage. That's all. And, and the way our brains work is if you damage certain parts of it, it can affect certain things. In the case of my twins, the type of cerebral palsy they got affected their brain's ability to control their legs from the knee down. So their knees fire like a constant on signal, so their, their knees are turned in. And when they stand, it's like they're standing on their tippy toes. So that's all. And I want to live in a world where I don't have to worry about them. Where I don't have to worry that if I don't make it to age 90, then these guys won't, won't have enough of a runway to get off the ground. So fuck that. We've got to fix the economics so that I don't have to stress about, about that so much. And I want to train them to be problem solvers and make the world better because there's nothing better for them to do either. I mean, why just go get a job, quote unquote, a job, when you can make your own job? And not everybody's gonna to wanna to do that, I get it, that's fine. But I don't wanna live in a world where that's restricted, or that's red taped, or that's impossible to do because of bureaucracy. And we gotta keep the fucking, we gotta keep the, 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 the drains open. We gotta keep the arteries flowing. Well, we always have to keep, we have to have our constitutions, you know, our core things, keeping our, our tendency to, to fuck it up in check. Our tendency to aggregate power in check. 
I think we can get there if we start figuring out what we want out of the deal and just doing that work ourselves and not waiting for the government or not waiting, waiting for some other entrepreneur or other company or business or industry to do it for us. That's the key. And in the process of doing that, also, you've redefined what education is, which education pillar one should be reverse engineering of everything that humans have done so far. That gets you the science, that gets you the tech, that gets you the history, that gets you the economics, that gets you under the hood. You know how to make everything. You know how to do everything. <clears throat> you know about the chemistry that goes into it. The bio biotechnology that goes into it. Okay. Reverse engineering of the economic status quo. That's the objective one. All kids shall know how to reverse engineer most everything. Electronics, computers, whatever. Software. How is it made? And not a sheen over, a gloss over. I'm talking about really. You should be able to tell me over a beer how shit works. Then we've done our job. Then you've enabled a student to come in with a fresh set of eyes and look at a problem. They have, they have human history in their back pocket. All right, I'm going to take a walk. You guys have a good day. Sorry about the yawning and the coughing. I've been camping the last couple of days or a couple of days and then we had some rain, lower pressure systems. I think it wreaked a little havoc on my on my body, but that's all right. So we're going to take a walk. Ready to stay healthy. Y'all be good out there. Love you.